the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to the We Get Real AF podcast and our special career segment, Profesh Sesh. I'm Sue Robinson. And I'm Vanessa Alava. You asked and we listened. You wanted more support, more resources, and we are here with our talent specialist, Elisa Walters, every week covering all things career. That's right. I am so excited to be talking career development, growth, mentorship, all the good things. So let's dive in. Okay, everyone that has gone through any type of interview process and signing on to a new job has probably seen one of these before. It's called a non-compete agreement or contract. And many times, you know, and I'm guilty of it too, thinking I have to sign this as part of my, you know, signing on to this organization as a new employee. However, there is room to negotiate. Any type of contract that you have that is presented to you in a situation where you're accepting a new job, you can negotiate. So today, Elisa is going to unpack the non-compete, what it means, and how you can tactfully counter a non-compete contract. I'm excited to talk about this topic. A non-compete is basically a document that a employer, potential employer could request that you sign. And this is really helping an employer protect their business interests. They're protecting their assets. It's basically saying you can't go to another company and and take this and work on this and and everything that you do is is proprietarily owned by the company. In a non-compete, it could also state something along the lines of you know, if you're working on another project or you've got freelance gigs and you're working with other companies, you may be asked to sign that you are not going to be working with a competitor. You're basically signing off any kind of intellectual property that you may work on in the present, future, or in the past that could be in direct competition with your current role. That is something that you do want to iron out in the beginning, because if you're working on something on the side and you do want to continue moving forward with that, even though you're an employee of this company, you do want to make sure that you're differentiating and that this is you as an individual, not you as part of this this company. There are ways to do that. If if you have a keen legal sense that you're, you know, as you're reading through your non-compete, that you can flag things that you want to call into question and be able to negotiate, certainly do that. If you feel like you want to enlist an employment attorney who can help break that legal jargon down for you and see how you can counter that, I highly encourage that. And I think you get into that a little bit more, the more senior you become in in an organization. You have a leg to stand on. You have negotiating power in this process. You also have to understand that if you refuse to sign a non-compete, they can retract their offer. They can not offer you the position um, if you're not amenable to their terms. So it's getting to that happy medium. I'm a big proponent of, of making sure what it says, what you're agreeing to or not agreeing to, and potentially enlisting the help of the lawyer to help you break that down. 
Isn't it also like, you know, thinking of this as, like you said, a two-way street, because as an employee, we've talked about this too, you'd give typically two weeks notice, letting them know, hey, we're moving on, but they can let you go at the step of their fingers and you have nowhere else to go and you're looking for jobs. So it has to be a fair situation. So really reading through those terms and making sure that, yes, you're understanding the company's perspective uh, with proprietary information, but also covering yourself because if they let you go for one reason or another, are you going to move to make sure that you can find a role that you have experience in somewhere else? Probably not, especially after losing a job. So with that being said, are there certain draconian terms that you should be looking out for or what is considered reasonable? So I would be very weary if a company is spelling out that essentially if if you are let go or you leave or the, the, the position ends and it's terminated, that you are contractually obligated under this non-compete for an extended period of time after your employment, that is a red flag to me. And that would be something that I would call into question. To Vanessa's point, that's your livelihood. And if this is what you are qualified to do, and this is the world in which you live in, and, and this is your industry that you eat, sleep, and breathe, you should not be beholden if the company, A, decides to terminate employment with you, or B, if you have an opportunity to to seek a, a better role. That's why it's always important to read everything. You know, and even when somebody says, oh, it's just standard, it's just standard paperwork. It's just standard. You need to know what you're agreeing to. You need to know what you're signing off on. And what I would advise people in reading their personal, uh, a non-compete for a role that they might be taking on is within the time of employment that it is valid. I don't think that a non-compete should be beyond the terms. It should be within the confines of your employment as it stands with your employer for that time. So interesting because when I was a TV news reporter, it was standard that you couldn't go work for a competitor station for a year after leaving your position. So that's why, to Vanessa's point, if you wanted to move to a different station, it had to be in a different market, which is why TV news reporters move around like crazy. So yeah, that's interesting. It, it, it is a progressive way of thinking and a common sense way of thinking too. You know, it, while you're employed with us, we want you to be fair and loyal to us. And then after we cut ties, you know, we respectfully understand that you're going to do what's best for you in your best interest. I think that that's, that's a good takeaway. Just to recap, a non-compete is a legal agreement that a employer may require an employee to sign that protects the interests of the business. And just really to highlight the key takeaways here is that always, always, always read what you are signing when it comes to a non-compete. If you don't understand the, the jargon in which it's written, loop in an expert, a lawyer, somebody who can help you break it down really understand what it is you are signing off on. And always be mindful of if a non-compete includes any timeframes, it gives you restrictions that you can't move on to another job for an extended period of time. And always, if there's any hesitation, don't be afraid to say no to signing it or asking if it's negotiable. So I think those would be the things that I would advise as key takeaways. Alisa, are there any resources online or free resources that people can look into? I would say that, you know, a simple Google search of 
non-compete agreements in the workplace. And I'd also say some sort of free legal place, like a, a rocket lawyer or something, they may have something broken down as well and be able to point out the perspective of what a non-compete is and how to tactfully negotiate it. Thank you, Elisa. As always, really great advice. Yes, thank you. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.